You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Best in the World Sports Report. You are rocking with the best. Lot of stuff to talk about this week. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is John Brown. Here with Javon Alford from TotalSportsLive.com. Javon, what's up? I'm doing good. Glad to be back on for another week, another victory. We got to keep this going. Yes, got to keep this going, man. You know, this is this is like Christmas came early for us, man. Yeah. Christmas came early because we were sitting there. We were making our list, you know. We were checking we, it twice. We were twice. checking it twice. And apparently we weren't naughty, but we were nice. Because Santa brought us a running back, my friend. That we was, got a running back now, man. That was just well, so great how you just how you just said that and just rolled it all together. Exactly. Just perfect. Hey, man. I've been, I've been doing this for a while, man. I can, I can I, tell I'm, you. I'm not, You're a professional. Thank you. I appreciate that. But look, we got a running back now, dude. And I, well, you know what? Let me let me take that back. Because we had running backs. It's not right. like we were just sitting up here struggling. Yeah. We got another running back. Mm-hmm. And we're making some changes. I was all set to come on this week and talk about why the Eagles didn't do anything at the trade deadline. I didn't expect it. I didn't even, uh, you know, I wasn't even prepared. I, I don't think, I think a lot of us weren't prepared. I think a lot of us were thinking, all right, maybe if they, at the deadline, they'll maybe get a linebacker or a left tackle. I didn't even think that. I didn't think they would make any moves. Right. Because we sit here and we talk about the, the NFL trade le- deadline mm-hmm. like it's the NBA trade deadline. Well, this year it came out to be. Yeah, well, this year it was a little bit different. But usually. And we I talk- love that. Well, that's great. It we just doesn't more, happen. We need more of that. It doesn't happen. It's just it's not re- realistic. But we'll see. This year, we landed Jay Ajay. Mm-hmm. From Boise State. Good call. All right, we got Jay Ajay. He's now in, he's now in the fold. Mm-hmm. So we need to learn a little bit more about him. So I had to rule. Go through my little roller decks of connects. You know, <laughs> look, man, I'm a professional, dude. I've been doing this for a while, man. You got the connects. I got the connects. So I had to call an old friend, bring him back to the show. Now I wasn't, you know, he was. It wasn't his turn to come back, you know, mm-hmm. because the Eagles weren't playing the Dolphins this year. But we had to bring him back because he has to break it down and help us understand this running back that we've now added to our team. So had to call my friend from. DolphinTalk.com, our good friend Tom Ernesty. Tom, what's going on, my friend? Not much, guys. How you doing tonight? Man, it's good. Man, we, we, we're doing fine. We're, we're doing all right. You know, we're feeling good. <laughs> you know, we are better we, than me. Oh, re- really? Now, let, oh yeah. Uh, so let's get, let's get right into it. You cover this team. You see, you have followed this team. You're, you know, you're, you're. you're Exposed to this team, uh, this team, and, and I'm talking about the Dolphins. Every day, did you see this trade coming? Did you think that when the trade deadline came and went, that your starting running back would not be there anymore? Absolutely not. I I, I did not see the trade coming at all for JHI to to get moved by uh, the Miami Dolphins front office. It was very surprising. You know, he was having a, a decent year. I wouldn't say he's been he was lights out like he was last year, but you know, he he still was the the train, so to speak, that kept the that kept the offense moving uh, when they were moving. And it's it was difficult to swallow at the time, but you know, after sitting back and realizing you know what Adam Gates was trying to do in that locker room, I think the message came across at least with these last couple practices. 
but it, it, it it's still shocking, especially the Dolphin Nation, that Jay Jai was he was the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. He was one of the faces of the franchise, and the, and to move him uh, for a fourth round pick was very surprising. Very very surprising. To, to hear you talk about the surprise, uh, just the level of shock that you had, it 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 resonates to people in this area, in the Philadelphia area. Because the last time we talked to you, the last time we had you on this show was the height of the Chip Kelly era. And if you remember, Chip Kelly had inherited a running back, a pretty decent running back, um, pretty good running back. Uh, I, think, I think his name was Shady, some, someone. Yeah, last name Sh- McCoy. Sh- Shady McCoy. And towards, I guess, out of nowhere, Chip jettisoned him. To center and and we were shocked, we were shocked in this era, era. and I, like so to hear you say that, to hear you talk about your you know the the shock that you had, you know it's it, it's reminiscent of that that feeling. Now, when Chip uh, when Chip traded Shady away, you would hit hit me up on uh on Twitter just to get my thoughts. Now that you're on the other side, now that you've been there and you've seen your starting run, running back. Uh, shipped away. Like, how, you know, does it feel different? Does it does it feel the same to you? It does. It's it's hard to it's hard to fathom. You know, when you when you have a guy that's coming off a uh, a week one suspension last year, barely saw the field until week six, and then goes off and rushes for twelve hundred, almost thirteen hundred yards last year. Uh, it really was the cog to the success of the Miami Dolphins. You know, the, the team struggled last year. Uh, but as soon as Adam Gase realized he needed to turn this team into a run-first oriented team and allow Ryan Tannehill to do play action and do the other things that actually made him successful, they ripped off six straight wins. They made the playoffs, you know, and obviously got bounced by the Steelers with Tannehill's injury uh, in the first round. But they got there, and it was all in all due to Jay Jai's coming out of nowhere and, and really taking over this, this offense and the franchise. So <clears throat> very difficult to, to put into words, you know, how one player can go from where he was last year to the, the level of thought that a lot of these national media people had for him for, for his upcoming season this year and to have it not go according to plan, and to have all these reports coming out of Miami about why they moved him, um, is is surprising, and um, it, it is very shocking, you know, to see where the Dolphins go from here. But you know, the Eagles got themselves a guy that uh, that that can definitely play football and will definitely bring a lot to the offense. All right, well, let's talk about this guy that they got. Um, you, you talked about you know, the run that he had towards the end of the uh, end of last season, really getting into becoming a, the focal point of that offense around week six and finishing the season with 1200 with over 1200 yards rushing, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of back is he, is he, you know, is he the North South runner? Is he somebody you want to get to the outside? Like what, what kind of running back are we getting in Jay Ajayi? Uh, you're getting a little bit of everything. I think the I think the biggest thing with Jay Ajayi is is his power, and he he tries to hit the hole uh, as quickly as possible. You know, one of the things that we've watched this year 
uh, on film is he, he was looking for the home run play behind the line of scrimmage. He was never, he wasn't going to the, the hole that he was supposed to be attacking and, uh, he kind of fell off a little bit. That's why his average has dipped a, a lot, you know, 4.9 last year to 3.4 this year. But what you're going to get is a guy that can make guys miss tackles. If you try to arm tackle Jai, he's just going to brush brush the guy off and just keep running. He, he has 28 missed tackles this year. He averages over 2.5 yards after contact. So he's a very difficult runner to bring down. He's shifty, and, and he can just – just run people over. That's what I like to hear. Run people are you, are, over. Are you listening to this? I am. Are you listening to this? We got to, two running backs that this, will run people over. I'm excited. Hit that J and roll that blunt. Uh, exactly, exactly. The 420 backfield. That's what that's what that's what we're gonna start calling it. It's the 420. <laughs> we got a J, we got a blunt. All right? That's what we got right now. Well, I I, I am excited. I can, you know, I can tell. You're about to do that hand do, thing do again. Hand thing. <laughs> My hand is shaking. You see that? You see that? That's what we got, man. We're going to pound this rock on Sunday. Just pounding. But you brought up something. Uh, some you, you said something just now, Tom, that kind of uh, you know kind of stuck out to me. You talked about you know why his production had kind of dropped off from last year to this year. And you said you think he does a little bit of freelancing. Too much, you know. That kind of lends itself to another narrative that we've heard about Jay Ajayi is that you know he kind of a head case, kind of somebody you know somebody me first. Yeah, a me I'm first say, guy. I'm gonna say head case. I, I mean, mean that's a head, that's a head case to me. Uh, Ter- Terrell Owens was a head case. Okay, all right, good point, good point. Touche, touche. All right, well, we, we metal world pieces. Uh, all right, all right. I, I hear what you said. Okay, head cases out. Me first guy. Yes. Did you? Did you see that? Did and um, when you covered Jay Ajayi, do you think he's a me first guy? I don't see him as a me first guy, but then again, it, it's what happens behind closed doors that really says a lot. Adam Gase in his press conference after the trade, obviously a lot of questions regarding why did you move Jay Ajayi, and one of the things that Adam Gase said that stood out was. He tried to do the things we were looking to do most of the time. And that stood out to me in the, in the sense that it seemed like JJ picked up on his, his fame last year and came into this year with a little bit of a big head. And when things weren't going right for him in the offense, and even when they were winning, there were reports of him storming into the coaches. Uh, into the coach's offices after the game, particularly running backs coach, and screaming about why he didn't get the ball even when they won the game. So it, it's it's kind of the same thing that kept him away from Seattle in week one uh, last season where he was kept back because he was not happy with his reduced role with Arian Foster there at the beginning of last year. Uh, and J.J. ended up being the, the second back on the team and he wasn't happy about it. And then Adam Gates said, you know what? You're staying home. Uh, barely touched the ball for a few weeks and then he exploded. But I think he's not a me first guy. I, I think he's a great teammate. I think a lot of the guys in the locker room love him. They love his demeanor. They love the way he plays the game. But I think where he, he rubbed everybody wrong is, uh, is how we approached um, practice, how we approached after he left the facility 
uh, Adam Gase demands these guys to, to, you know, continue to look over the playbook, make sure you understand the game plan and not break away from it because he's a very structured coach and he, he wants the game plan to go as he, as he sees it, especially on offense. And when it didn't go that way and he kind of broke off, it, it, it just rubbed Gase wrong and he wanted to make a statement. So he moved one of his best players. So let's, let's talk, let's turn this to Gase real quick. Um, I made the comparison of Gase getting rid of Ajayi to Chip getting rid of Shady McCoy. Getting rid of Shady McCoy turned pretty much ended up being one of the final nails in the coffin of Chip Kelly in Philadelphia. Where is Adam Gase as far as with the Miami fan base and where I guess even his standings with the you know with the with the team. I mean, yes, they made the playoffs last year. This year, uh, you know, th- this year they've had you know they they've had some some highs and some lows. Is he in trouble? Do you think this could spell trouble for him, or do you think, or are fans pretty much patient? Just want to see where this goes. I, I think from a fan perspective, yeah, we're a little frustrated. I think the frustration really boils down to the quarterback play this year from the team. The offense is struggling dead last in pretty much every category uh, that the NFL covers. Um, and and that's his bread and butter's offense. But that also goes to show you that um, the, the offense, particularly the quarterback play as well as the offensive line has just been awful all season and and there's only so much you can do especially now but the team being four and three you can't put that on Gase I think you can applaud Gase for having the worst offense but these guys fight every single week Uh, regarding the front office and where he stands I would probably go to as far to say he is as safe in Miami as Bill Belichick is in New England Miami is not going to fire Adam Gase it's not going to happen I think when you when you don't have your quarterback, which Ryan Tannehill last year before he was injured became a very good quarterback in this system, and he showed it in his numbers. Before he was hurt, he had 13 touchdowns and two interceptions during the win streak up until the Arizona game when he got hurt. And in that game, he already had three touchdown passes in the first half, so who knew where he was going to finish there. But as soon as he got hurt in the summer, Adam Gase – immediately when he was at that podium, you can just see the look of defeat in his face, knowing that I don't have the quarterback that can run my system. I don't have the leader of the football team. Now we're in trouble. We got to figure out what we have to do. Um, He's done a commendable job. I think there's going to be a lot of changes on offense for the team next year. Obviously it started with the JGI trade to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think it will continue running downhill in the offseason and where, where they want to be as, as an offense. And Adam Gase is going to bring in players that he knows will do the things that he's going to ask of them, and he wants his guys in the system. Now, remember, he inherited a lot of these guys from awful Joe Feldman uh, in a previous regime, but now he will be able to bring in his own players and they stuck to the defense last year in regards to the draft, and some of these guys really have panned out fairly well so far. Um, but you can also see that this year it's going to be a strictly an offensive draft. I hear you. I hear you. Well, look, all you, all I can do is hope that, that whatever issues 
Jay had in Miami, mm-hmm. maybe getting traded is a wake up call. I can only I, I can only hope that Hopefully. you know yeah th- that this can be a wake up call because I I'm hearing but he wasn't worse at their problems though yeah remember they had the coach that was mm-hmm. you know snorting that line you know, well look I, 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 so I, you just had to go there didn't you? I had to oh go there. whatever man well look but uh, I was wondering if that was the coach who made the who made the call on the trade but you know <laughs> but none but nonetheless <laughs> none nonetheless. I I hear Tom. I hear what you're saying, and I I see where and why things went wrong with Jay Ajayi in Miami Dolphins. And I can only hope, as an Eagles fan, that now that he's here, this has to be a wake up call because he has to understand that you can't. You're you're not. You know, th- this was a team that had some success running the ball. You know, not the greatest success, but they were consistent. You know, he's coming into a, you know, this wasn't a desperate cry for help. You know, we, we this is a team that could use Jay Ajayi, but had they not traded for him, they would have been just fine. They would have been good. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, it, he'll come in here because the, the stuff that you're talking about, Tom, the, the, the issues that he's had, that's not yeah. going to fly in this city. Right now, this city is excited for him to be here. This city, you know, he's probably the most, you know, he's he's probably the most uh, celebrated player in this city who's never played a down for this team yet. So, given all that, you know, the the city the city will turn on him in a second, and there are plenty of players he can talk to in this city who can give him advice and tell him about that moment when this fan base turns on him mm-hmm. you know and and that's a laundry list right there <laughs> that's a laundry list but tom i hear what you're saying man and I'm, I'm excited i'm really excited about this player that we got i i think you guys should be very excited the guy is going to bring a lot of energy to the offense he's gonna he's gonna get you those tough yards when you need it and he's gonna, he's gonna give you something that's going to that reinvigorate the the rushing attack, and that's not. I'm not saying that you guys didn't have a great rushing attack mm-hmm. to begin with, but he's going to give you a little bit of a different feel when he gets on when he gets on the field. When he hits the hole and he gets into the second level, he's just going to brush guys off and just keep plowing. You know, where Leclerc is a he's a very good short yardage back. He's not going to give you those big chunk plays. A Jai. We'll give you those chunk plays. Uh, I like Absolutely, we'll give you those chunk plays. <laughs> I love chunk now, plays. Now, the, here's the only thing that I, I will finish with here is the Dolphins believe that it, with this trade, they, they said it was a future move. There is something that the Dolphins did not like enough with J.J. And there's a lot of teams – that passed on this guy in the draft when he was really a top three running back in that class was his niece. And he's had some knee trouble this year. Uh, he's missed, uh, he's been limited in a couple practices with some knee issues and his production going down a yard and a half per carry. I, I don't want to say the writing is on the wall that maybe that degenerative issue is going to pop up, but he's on, he's got some time left but how much time is, is unknown. And, 
you know, I, I hope for his sake his knees continue to hold up because I think he's going to be a very good running back for many years. Um, but I, I, I do hope that uh, that you guys get your the value out of JHI this year. And, uh, you know, he, he's still under contract, so there's a likely chance that uh, you get him at least one more year. All right, all right. That is our good friend from DolphinTalk.com. Make sure you check that website out. That is, oh, oh, it's a great website. It is. I mean, it's I mean, That's it, some good stuff. See, here's the thing, and, and this, is, this is the sign of a good fan site, where if you're not a fan of that team, mm-hmm. you still go and read their stuff. Right. Like, because they're, they're, they're. And you still feel like you're involved in that yeah, fan base some yeah. way because you can feel like the yeah. passion and everything yeah. through their stories. Cause and you're it, like, cause I not feel every, it. Not every, not every site is like that. Like, nah. you'll sit there and be like, all right, well, you know, why, why, why am I reading this? Why, why do I want to read about analytics? Yeah. Why, why do I want to read about this team? But you go to dolphintalk.com, you know, you're, you're going to get good stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to get good stuff. All right. That's our good friend, Tom Ernesti from dolphintalk.com. Tom, thank you, my friend. Guys, I appreciate it. If you guys do check out the website, also check out interviews that we've had with previous Dolphin players. Mm-hmm. If you're interested or if you're a big Dolphins fan, uh, we've had uh, we've had great former players on the show. We've had the likes of Sam Madison. We've had O.J. McDuffie just recently, Todd Wade, Richmond Webb, Marco Coleman. Uh, the list goes on and on. It's, uh, it's, it, I love working for the site. It's fantastic. Uh, if you guys are a fan of football and you like to hear great stories uh, about the past, you're talking about the 80s Dolphins, you're talking about the 90s Dolphins, even if you're not a fan of the team, check it out. We'd love to have you guys uh, check out uh, the podcast as well as the website. All right. Well, look, man, check it out. You heard you heard the man. It's good stuff on that website, though. Really good stuff. you got to be rocking with the best. Yeah, exactly. And that's DolphinTalk.com. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Tom, thank you, my friend. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Hey, look, that's Tom Ernesti from uh, DolphinTalk.com. All right, look, we still got a game to play on Sunday. Yeah. All right? So, look, this is what we'll do. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk to your man, Mm -hmm. your man from TotalSportsLive.com, Mr. Matt Brown, and he's going to break down Eagles, Broncos. All right? And then, remember, we will – We'll switch gears. We will then talk a little Sixers later because we got we got to make sense of this whole Jaleel Okafor thing. Free job. Yeah, we we got to make some sense. Hashtag of that. free job. All right. So we will talk. We will talk Eagles, uh, Broncos. We will talk Jaleel Okafor, and then we do have the tradition like no other, the sit your ass down award. We have we have a winner. All right. Somebody's mm-hmm. already reached up Clear cut and grabbed winner. that brass ring, and when he stood up. We had to tell them to sit your ass down. <laughs> so all that's coming up. Once, Just quick reminder, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at B-I-T-W Sports. Mm-hmm. Once again, that is at B-I-T-W Sports. My name is John Brown. That is Javon Alford. This is the Best in the World Sports Report. We will be right back. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday. 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. You 
you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to TotalSportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on Best in the World Sports Report. What's going on? John Brown, Javon Alford. We just keep... We just, we just gotta keep on chugging, man, because because we just I, I didn't even turn your mic up. It, it's okay. My my bad. I didn't even turn your mic up. Well, you know the mo- the most important person had the mic on. Yeah, the, which is the, me, the creator. The, exactly. The founding. Look, the founding father. So much going on though. Mm-hmm. Got the Eagles. Got got big Eagles news. Got big Sixers news. And after all, you know when when you delve in all. Of, and you break all of that down. Mm-hmm. There's still a game to be played on Sunday. Yep. There's still a game to be played on Sunday. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's bring in let's bring in another guest, ladies and gentlemen, from Total Sports Live. Yes. The, the conglomerate. That that, <laughs> that 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 crew. That mighty crew of sports professionals. Yes. Who bring you. Just loads and loads of information every day. Yep, we try. I I, I see I see that. We, we try. I, I I'm impressed. I am. Be, I'm impressed. You should be more impressed by the guy that we have on the line. He he really does the. He really does. He really does the thing. All right. No, I I understand. Look, you ain't gotta tell me. I'm a fan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, from TotalSportsLive.com. NFL and Eagles writer, Mr. Matt Brown. Matt, what's going on, my friend? Oh, it's good to be here. How y'all doing today? We, we're feeling all right. Feeling good. We're, we're yeah. feeling good, you know. My team my team got us another running back. <laughs> we out here. I, I was all set. Now, l- let me lay this out for you guys. I was all set this week to come on this show and just lecture the listening public as to why the NFL trade deadline is bogus. Like every year, the NFL trade deadline comes up, and people want to treat it like it's the NBA trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Like there's just going to be trades after trades, and all these blockbuster deals that never happen. And then you're sitting there wondering why it never happened. And I was going to sit here and just tell everybody, like, look, why did you expect something to happen? Yes, Eagles aren't going to get anybody. I was I was ready to do that. I was poised and ready to make to let that be the theme of the show. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know. I get, you know, get a little tweet action from uh, Adam Schefter. You know, then after that, you know, the, the dominoes start falling. The next thing you know, we got us another running back. So I'm feeling good right now. We, I'm, I'm feeling great. You should be. I, I know. <laughs> you should be. But nonetheless, we have a game on Sunday. Yep. Uh, now, this, this, this ain't your parent. You know, this, this ain't your father's Broncos. This ain't nah. even the Broncos of not at all, not at all of, of five years ago. Mm-mm. So let me ask you, uh, what should let me ask you, Matt? What should the Eagles expect 
with this Broncos team coming in? Well, I mean, first of all, this this is Brock Osweiler's Broncos as of right now. Uh, yes. Far cry from the Peyton Manning who put up what was it seven touchdowns on us that one time. Uh, I believe so. so I mean, you got you got Von Miller. He's still there. You know, you, you got that defense. They're still there. Um, you know, Von's playing on, on the right side. We got young Vitae on the left. Hopefully they don't try to take too much advantage of it. But like you said, this isn't this isn't the the, the 98 Broncos are playing. This is 2017, just barely floating on water Broncos. So th- there's no reason for us to expect anything less than a win. Um, not going to be a blowout. We're not going to put up too many points on that all, on that defense. But again, this is this is a team that we have right here. That's, it, I mean, it's the real deal. You know, I know people say we haven't played the real teams yet and all that. And and yeah, we'll get a real defense this week. But you shouldn't expect anything less than a victory this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I think a lot of Eagles fans feel that way that they don't they expect a victory. And like you said, it won't be easy like San Fran because you know that team was kind of a cakewalk and you know they got a Denver has a defense but what do you think is the biggest matchup people should be watching for uh in Sunday's game well I mean again uh the only the only joy they have right now I'm going to say is Von Miller so I'm 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 excited for that you know, match up with Lane Johnson. Um, we all know what we have in Lane Johnson, and he's a terrific player. You know, gets a little handsy sometimes, gets us some penalties every now and then, but that that matchup is going to be everything. I mean, you know, from all the years we've had our offensive line struggles, now we seem to got something great. Of course, the the uh, Peters injury is, is a big one to deal with, but I'm, I'm excited to see what this line does, especially – if they decide to throw Ajayi out there, I know that's not um, necessarily confirmed at this time, but let's see if we can get the kid going. You know, he's he, he has his issues. We've all heard about it since the trade. But let's see, you know, what that line could do, and especially that that Johnson on uh, on Miller matchup. Now you brought up uh, you brought up the trade. You brought up uh, Jay Ajayi. In your in your opinion, how much should we as fans expect to see him? on Sunday. I mean, he's, he's gotten, I mean, got into practice, uh, got into camp, I guess, Wednesday, mm-hmm. been practicing all week. So at this point, like, I know they've said that LeGarrette Blunt is still the starter, but how much J, how much of JHI should we expect to see? I, I don't really expect much. I mean, you know, he's, he's got an offense to learn. Um, and again, like you said, they say Blunt's the starter, but I mean, how many games has he really started? So, I mean, we could get a little mix-up. Who knows? Ajayi could be the first guy we see on the field. I do think that Blunt's going to take a bulk of the carries this weekend. I'm not expecting, you know, 10 to 15 from Ajayi. He's got a lot to learn. Um, I don't think we should put our, all of our stock into this weekend. So, you know, I'm, I'll am i be excited to get anything. Again, we don't even know for sure if he's going to get touches at all. But... um you know, I would say just take it all in stride. You know, it's 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 he's only been here for a few days. Just let's see, you know, if they decide to give him, you know, just you know five to ten, just to get his feet wet, and you know, see where we go from there. 
Yeah, I mean, I think everybody would at least hope to get at least five to ten carries from him. I mean, we've seen the Eagles mix it up. I mean, last week's game we had Corey Clement get ten carries. LeGarrette Blunt get 16. Um, and that brings me about the running back rotation. How do you think Doug Peterson will try to mix all these guys in? Because each of these guys, they're kind of different. They each serve a role. But it seems like Ajay is kind of the more complete back in that he can run in between the tackles, also can bounce it outside a little bit. Not as much as a receiving threat, and he can also pass protect, which is something that the Eagles running backs do lack. Yeah, I think, um, first of all, I'm surprised that, you know, we're here on Thursday and all five of them are still on the roster. That is true, I too. I thought for sure that, uh, you know, Smallwood may may have gotten um, – you know, set down to the practice squad. I know he's not producing as, you know, as much as they like for him to do. But I think, um, I think you know, everybody's talking about a one-two punch. I don't know if we're going to see that necessarily this weekend. I do think that eventually it's going to be the two of them having the bulk of the plays. Maybe a little change of pace from Clement. Uh, for this weekend, however, I think that, um, you know, if if – if they decide to just give the bulk of the carries to Blunt, I mean, that's pretty much what you expect. But, um, again, I think this weekend is not going to be really telling of what's going to happen down the line. But I do think eventually we're going to get that true one-two punch of Blunt and Ajayi, like I said, Clement coming in every now and then for, you know, a nice change of pace. I think Barno would just stick to his return. We don't really need you know, that, that other guy out there. Small was going to be a question mark. Is he going to play? Is he going to be active on Sunday? That's that's something that, you know, we'll have to see moving forward. So sticking with uh, Wendell Smallwood, as it seems like he's the odd man out, I mean, do you, do you feel like he's done enough to warrant sticking around? Or do you, I mean, do you agree with the sentiment that he's he's the one that probably needs to go? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, he he's done some good things this year. He's he's had a couple games where he's had some pretty important runs. You know, may may not have been all, you know, twenty or thirty yard games, but really important runs. A lot of first downs he's had. But again, this is something where I can't even say that he is bad. Maybe he's a disappointment, but it's a thing of Clement is proven, and I think he's had way more important runs in Smallwood at this point. I know that we have to take the uh, injury into consideration and everything like that. But in the end of the day, I just think that, you know, I would love for just a flat-out competition mm-hmm. because who knows what a guy he's going to bring. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, they, you know, like I said, we've heard the concerns. We heard he, he likes to improvise a little more than, you know, what teams look like. And, you know, the big play guy who's not always going to get the good big play. So I think that while he seems to be the odd man out on paper, we have to see exactly how Ajayi is going to fit into this offense. Is he going to mature as a running back? Is he going to stick to the play? Or is he going to, you know, try the things that he was doing in Miami that, you know, may have worked last year, not so much this year. Um, I have faith in, in Deuce Staley that he can, you know, help him just mature as a running back. But we'll see. I'm, I'm not going to have him on the chopping block. Just yet, so to speak. I know he, like you said, he's the odd man now. But, you know, I, I would like a little more lengthy of an audition from all five guys, really. On the line with Matt Brown, no relation. From <laughs> no relation to you, right? No relation. That's my, that's my brother, but not my brother, brother. 
You know? Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, talking with Matt Brown from TotalSportsLive.com, talking Eagles, talking Eagles and Broncos this weekend. You know, we we talked about this trade bringing and what it means to this running to this running game. Meanwhile, the defense that they're facing number number one ranked defense in the league, averaging they they give up seventy two yards only seventy two yards a game. But the Eagles are better. Eagles give up like fifty something. Whatever. Does bottom I'm line just, is I'm just saying the bottom line is can this can this Eagles can we expect this Eagles team to run against this defense? And our and, and Matt, I w- I guess you know just to you know to piggyback from that. You know we fans around here are starting to come around to Doug Peterson, the play caller. You know, there have been frustration with him as a play caller pretty much since he got here. They're winning. They've had some success. So the criticism has kind of uh, subsided. They have some new pieces to their running game. Denver is a pretty good run defense. Mm -hmm. Could you see this as a scenario where they might struggle to figure things out this week against Denver and Peterson kind of goes back to his old ways of pass, 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 run, pass, 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 run, run, pass, 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 run, pass. Yeah. I think that's definitely a legitimate, you know, concern. I think we saw it, you know, a couple of times this year, most notably, I think with, um, you know, the game where Blunt didn't get any carries. I think what was that? Uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City, I believe, yep. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the best, you know, defenses that stopping and running the league. Um, I think, like you said, it's, it's not going to be easy. You know, nobody's going to have a 100-yard game. I, I wouldn't even try to imagine that at this point. I think some advantages we do have is, you know, a guy whose name hasn't been called a lot, um, Tory Smith, I think that's somebody who we're going to see show up. You know, if the if the if the run isn't successful, um, we see a little bit more chemistry with Alshon and and, and Carson Carson airing it out a little bit more. Um, Aguilar has been you know a proven guy. Ertz is number one in the league in tight end and receiving. So I do think. The run game is going to be something that we're not going to rely heavily on. I'm just going to put that out there. Like, yes, we will struggle, but the good thing is that those, those other weapons, I think, will will make up for um, for where we lack in running um, against that uh, Denver defense. Hey, Matt, since we're this is the first time we've really gotten a chance to talk football with you, yeah. um, what do you think of Carson Wentz and the season that he's had so far? Uh, I just think that he, he I mean. Just from a fan perspective, he, he's given a lot of hope here in the city of Philadelphia. I mean, I'll just start right there. Um, it, the, the 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 vibe of the team kind of matches his his character. You know, very laid back guy, but at the same time, he, he he's disciplined and he's shown that on the field. I think those are those intangibles that you really just can't teach, but you just love the fact that we have that here in Philadelphia. In terms of his play on the field, he's still growing. Uh, we see that. We see some plays that he, you know, 
he he could have made a better decision to him. But one of the biggest things I noticed is that he always recognizes it. And I think he it, just his discipline alone has showed that, yes, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He's for sure in top 10. You can't even argue that. I just, I just think that his upside is, is, is amazing, especially with the poise of being a second-year quarterback in this league. You know, coming from the school he came from, he, you know, he's not used to all the glitz and glamour, but we just see how he handled it. So I think his play is something that's undisputed. We can all, you know, talk about his numbers, his stats, and everything like that. But I think that that character and those, like I said, those intangibles that he that he brings to the field is something that I think fans are most excited for, and I think that it's going to show just how how much further he's going to grow um, from here. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know, we talk about the running game. You mentioned Torrey Smith, Wentz, Jeffrey. Overall, this team is seven and one. You know, a lot of people are starting to utter the S word around here, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not a fan of doing that yet. You know, as we talk yeah. many times on this show, John, we try to and just enjoy the ride, and, enjoy and, for what it is. Nothing wrong with it. It's and, a good run, right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. It's a good run. Are Are you surprised? Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Got, uh, uh, <laughs> my, my damn, why? why? Uh, you can't say that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Don't 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 it just, it just, don't be like the to. don't be like the Dodgers. I, I, I they jinxed sure. themselves yesterday I know, I know. by 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 saying, "Hey, guess what, guys? The parade is going to be on Friday." I understand. And what happened? Well, I, I didn't mean to do that. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, my, my fault. It's okay. My, my, it's okay. Thank you, bro. <laughs> but the Eagles are seven and one. Are Carson you- Wentz is the goat. <laughs> Sorry, uh, sorry. I mean, that's a little more realistic. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Carson Wentz MVP. I mean, you can argue that too. Yeah, you could. I wouldn't. I can't be mad at you. Exactly. That's two good points. (laughs) Which brings me right back to. Don't you say it. No, let's not be the jinx here. You know, you you know, you know what? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm good. <laughs> so, man, are you surprised by this seven? And Eagles one are going to be playing oh, on the I... first Sunday in February. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man! Well, just, I'm just, just going to it just keeps coming out. I'm trying not to do it. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. just going to just going to skip over that comment and uh, <laughs> right just get straight to. Uh... I didn't say I didn't say the S word. <laughs> Let's see. Surprised by seven and one. I'm ge- I am genuinely. Here's the thing. I'm I'm surprised by it, but then I look at the teams we played, and I'm just like, we we shouldn't have lost any of those teams. We shouldn't have lost to Kansas City, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do think the hype is there. I feel it. But here's here's the blunt reality of it. We could go seven and nine. That's just it. We haven't won those rest of those games yet. So let's not jump ahead. I mean, everybody's saying this is when the real season starts right now with Denver. You know, a little bit down the line, you got teams like Oakland, who should be more than what they turned out to be this year. You got Seattle, who's always dangerous. If we Those division seven and, games. If we finish seven and nine. I will. I. I yeah, I'm I, just saying. I, I, might go, I, I will. I'll, I'll walk <laughs> in the traffic. All right. I. I, I, I can't even imagine. Just you know what? I, I will just. Long. You know, I. I will end this podcast. You don't need to do it anymore. Yeah, I'll go uh, walk just, out in the I'm middle of North like, Philly you know and just. That, that would be the Eagles going seven and nine would be the thing that makes me give up sports altogether. It's like yeah, you know see. what? I don't need sports. What is what is sports done for me? Yeah, that'll be the time. Was like, look, you know, I need to take up knitting. 
<laughs> crocheting, crocheting stuff like that. You Playing know. croquet. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. But exactly. he but he brings up a good point though, because remember a couple years ago the Eagles were nine and three heading into December, and what happened? They choked all those games away. They had that game against Washington. Mark Sanchez totally just blew it. Yeah. And I, then that the last game against the Giants was like, oh great, we beat them. We're ten and six, so we missed the playoffs. Again. I, I I brought up to Jovan as we were uh, getting ready for the show. Um, it was nineteen ninety four. Mm-hmm. Eagle uh. What, Eagles started the season off seven and two. Me and Matt were very young at this time. Very young, yeah. Shut up, both of you. <laughs> Where was I? Seven and two, nineteen ninety four. Now you know. Believe it or not, Steve Young, who y'all, the two of you know as a TV analyst, he once played football, and he was really good at it. He won a Super Bowl. With the 49ers. Um, the, uh, I believe they were defending champions that year. Uh, Eagles went out to Candles- Candlestick Park is where they used to play football. You know, I got to break this down for you because Javon is like 17 years old. But they they went out to Candlestick Park, beat them 40-8. to 49ers were a juggernaut back then. Handled them. Steve Young got benched in the game. You couldn't have told us, you know, we were sitting there thinking, you know what, same thing we're thinking right now. Well, not we're thinking right now, but people are thinking. This could be a Super Bowl team. This could be our year. They end up finishing, this is 7-2 and two at this point. They finish the season 7-9. and nine. They lose seven straight games. Mm-hmm. Randall Cunningham gets benched for Bubby Brister. Bubby Brister. I don't know who that is. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say, can't even say I know who that is. You know what? You don't need to know who it is. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to know who that is. Don't worry about, don't worry. Are you Googling Bubby Brister right now? <laughs> no, no, I was actually looking at the 1994 Eagle schedule yeah. and see how close they lost. They lost a lot of close games yeah, that year. They, they lost a lot of close games. Uh, Rich Cotite was the coach. I believe he got fired at the end of that season. Uh, for pretty sure uh, Rich Co- uh That cost Rich Cotite his job. Um, but none, but nonetheless, the way I tie it in is just basically that that's the wheels falling off. Like older fans, not, not you young people who only know Herschel Walker was on this team. Charlie Gardner, Vaughn Hebron. (laughs) My God. Just the way you looked at me right there, right there in there. Mark Bavaro. (laughs) Shut up. It's a painful memory. This is supposed, this is this is part of my healing from that. All right, but not nonetheless. Bill Romanowski. I, oh my god. Step, what, 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 what was what was this? The all man team uh, of yes. rejects. Like, <laughs> they weren't. Re- First of all, Charlie Garner was a pretty good running back. Herschel Wa- Herschel Walker was probably Herschel. Wa- this is now understand something. Herschel Walker, Vaughn Hebron, and Charlie Garner, that's probably the best crop of running backs the Eagles had, like, in my entire youth. Okay. Like, during the Buddy Ryan age, they had no running backs. I, this I, is like I, the – I'm I, 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 I looking at you a little crazy if you say yeah. your entire life. I'm no, no, not, 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 oh, oh, no, walk no, out. no, 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 no. <laughs> because the very next year they brought in uh, Ray Rhodes, and Ray Rhodes brought Ricky, uh, Ricky Waters with him. Uh-huh. So, you know, that, that was an upgrade. But nonetheless, at that point – 
that's as good as it got. Because before it was Herschel, Vaughn Hebron, and uh, and uh, Charlie Garner. There was the Saran Stacy era, the Heath Sherman era. Just um, that's uh, when me and Matt were probably like one or yeah, two years. Anthony old. Tony, pretty much, Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you guys. I, I'm pretty sure your fathers never even met your mothers back then. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this is this is early nineties, late eighties. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, but none, but nonetheless, because because we're on a tangent here. The fact of the matter is that is the pain. You know that that is pain that comes from, you know, starting the season very hot, mm-hmm. and then becoming cold just like that. And we all want to think that as fans, it will not happen again. It cannot happen to this team, but. You know, if if you've been a fan of this team long enough, it's in the back of your mind. It truly is. Mm-hmm. Well, in back of me and Matt's mind, since we're so yeah. young, we had yeah. <laughs> we had we had NFC Championship tortures. Yeah, I understand. I, that, that made us probably doomed our childhood. It's like, oh my god, yeah. like it's like every year <laughs> the Eagles get an NFC Championship, you're like, this is the year, and then it's like wrong. Next year, well, wrong. Well, here, here, oh three. Wrong. No, I understand. <laughs> even I understand. The, the punter for the the Panthers was even juicing. Like, come on. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and the older fans see. see here's, here's how you young whippersnappers are so spoiled. You're sitting there talking about three straight years. Damn millennials. To, yeah. <laughs> you, you you young whippersnappers talking about your losses in the conference championship. I went through the Buddy Ryan era. Think about three straight years of playoffs and not scoring and scoring one touchdown in three straight years. Yeah, that's kind of bad. It is bad. And then, yeah. and then and then when you think about it is think about how revered Buddy Ryan is in this city. How many old heads in this city will tell you how much they love Buddy Ryan <laughs> and how that era was great? And those were three straight years of the crappiest playoff football games ever. Rich Kotite came in and won a football, won a, a playoff football game, and I nearly lost my mind. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't think it was legal. Like, what is it? Is this a playoff win? I was happy to get to the second round. So for you to say that your life, is, you know, when y'all, when y'all, y'all both banned from this show. I need to start doing this show with old people. Let me see. Let me see. Th- three straight NFC championship Champions. losses. Finally got one in 04, but yep. lost the Super Bowl, lost right? Lost the Super Bowl, yep. The Sixers lost in 01. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the Phillies are bad in 05. That was the Mike yeah. McMahon era. <laughs> I mean, look, so bottom line is, yes, there's a lot of pain on this podcast right now. Yeah. A lot of people talking with, with microphones who've seen a lot of pain, which is why we it, it brings us back to taking this week by week. Yes. We cannot put, you know, I, I, know, I, I know I lost my head a little bit earlier, but I'm back now. You know, thinking about bad 80s Eagles won't do that to you. He left his common sense down in Morgan State at homecoming. Oh, it's okay. It's, a, it's all good. But but, but none, nonetheless, we got to take this day by day, you know? We got to take this week by week. And this week, it is the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So, given that, as we as we bring this, this segment to a close, got to get a prediction from Matt. Matt, what do you see happening on Sunday? I, I gotta still say it's a win, you know. And I, I yep. let me just say I completely agree with you. You know, here's the thing: I see a great team, 
right now. I don't see a team that I would say, oh, for sure, Super Bowl. Like, I still see a growing team right here. Mm-hmm. This is, we just have a growing team that's 7-1. and one. How the two cross, I have no clue whatsoever. I still see a win. I see we, we're not going to put up too much. Maybe maybe a 21-10, maybe a 21-17. Um, that's where I'm going to go with that, you know. But I, I completely agree with everything you said. It's week by week, keep growing and see, see where we go from here. All right, there you have it. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Matt Brown from Total Sports Live, writing for them, holding it down, dropping football knowledge for all you Eagles fans all over the world. Editor as well. He's an editor as well? Damn straight. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, man. So, his head dude in charge right now. You know, I'm, I'm over here talking to the brain trust at, at, at Total Sports Live. I'm, a, I'm over here with the high rollers right now, man. I'm trying to – I'm in good company. I mean, wow, okay. Makes me wish I wore a cleaner shirt, you know? Instead of this Georgetown. Oh, yeah. Like, you, and, you got, and you got your Georgetown fitted on. Yeah. And you, got your Pat, and you got your Pat Ewans on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I got to coordinate. I'm going I'm, I'm to teach y'all how to do that, man. I coordinate, man. It's better than the, uh, what, the, 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 the sweatpants from last week that your son said, Dad, yeah. you can't wear oh, them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later, He's like, man. Dad, you can't wear the 2K sweatpants out. <laughs> and you're like, but he yeah, feels so comfortable. <laughs> exactly. That's what happens when you're old. You, you, when you're young, both of you, Matt, Jovan, at some point in time, you're going to get old. You're going to get married. You're going to have children. And one day your children are going to be embarrassed by you. That's just going to happen. All right. It's, it just comes to my son is embarrassed by me right now. Well, maybe not right now, but he was surely embarrassed by me last week. And the joggers I wore out the house. <laughs> I, I, I can't help it. They were really, they were really, really, really comfortable. That just is what it is. I told her I, I got no time for that. I already got my wife. You know, I'm not out here trying to impress these women. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> Uh, I've I've uh, I, I've reached my peak. It's it's, it's all good. It's, it's whatever, you know. It is it is what it is. It is what it is. Matt, thank you, my friend. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, we we will de- we we will definitely have you back on again sometime, man. We gotta talk. Gotta talk more football with you. All right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So look, that is Matt Brown from Total Sports Live. Hey, let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, let's uh switch it up. Talk a little Sixers. All right. We'll talk Sixers when we come back on the Best in the World Sports Report. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. You are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams. Go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. We are back on the best in the world sports report. Talked a lot of Eagles today. Talked a lot of Eagles today, but we got to switch 
got to switch gears, Javon. Mm-hmm. We got to switch gears because uh, Six is making some news this week, too. All good right. and bad. Good and bad. Good was that win against uh, a couple of good wins. You know, they, four is that four, yeah, four straight? Yeah, four, uh, four, four out, out of five. five. Four, four out of five. five wins. So you know, that's things are looking up. They're rolling. They're rolling. You know, they, they, things are good. They, well, wins and losses. This team's gonna be all. Yeah, all right, I think that's pretty. That's, well, they started off a little rough going zero and three, and it was just like, oh three, my but god. It, but it was like zero and three, and you lo- you saw who they lost to. Yeah. You know, 0-3 after a loss to Washington, Boston, and Toronto. Three I'm, playoff teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, that's, that's. You'll take it. Yeah, you'll, I'll take it. You'll take it. Especially because the first two yeah, were, that, that, that they were in anything. it. Yeah, that doesn't say anything to me. But nonetheless, something we've talked about on this show uh, a lot, we talked about it at length last week, was the fact that we, we, we're not seeing Jaleel Okafor on the court. Yeah, it's frustrating to me. It, um, you're watching the number three pick in the draft just sit on the bench in his street clothes. Well, not even in his street clothes. In his warm-ups. In his warm-ups, which I tend to believe cover his street clothes. I don't think that Jaleel Okafor puts his uniform on <laughs> at all in games. And he just wears his war- he wears his warm-ups over his street clothes because he doesn't even need to take a shower at the end. He just goes, gets in his car, goes home. Yeah, That's a waste of a pick. Waste of a number three. And that. it came out this week that the uh, Sixers will not extend his con- – well, excuse me, will not pick up the the option. The, the option for his fourth year. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Jaleel Okafor has, has admitted to the public that he requested a buyout. And they said And they no. said no. <laughs> I don't understand that. That's kind of petty to me. It, do, it does seem petty. That's, that's, that's petty Murphy to me. Petty Murphy. But – you need to make sense of this. So, I had to get out here. I had to get out in these streets. Mm-hmm. Call to, a good friend. Had of to mine. open up your Rolodex. Had to open up the Rolodex one more time. <laughs> had to open up the Rolodex one more time. See who could I call that could help us make sense of all this. So I had to call my man. My man's got a new situation now. All right. All right. He's down with Hoop Magazine mm-hmm. and NBA.com. My good friend. There you go, dropping the my good friend thing. I got to do that. First was Derek Gunn. There was yeah. there, exactly. That's what I do. I sit here and I hang out with this man and Derek Gunn all the time. We just hang out. Just and I got you. All right, that's a lie. All right, but still, nonetheless, here to talk Sixers with us, Anthony Gilbert. What's going on, my friend? Oh, gentlemen, what's going on? And and John, you, you bring back memories of. Saturday morning watching Inside Stuff and Ahmad Rashad saying, my main man. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. My main man, Anthony Gilbert. Because we go way back. Because I used to hang yes. with Anthony all the time and watch Inside Stuff over his Sorry, you're looking at me like that. that I know that's a lie. That, 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 that's a lie. But still, nonetheless, Anthony, thanks for coming on the show, man. I re- we really appreciate it, man. Thanks. Oh man, no, thanks, man. Thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for having me. It, it's been a it's been a busy day of interviews for me today. Interview? Who? who what, what, what you working on? Who, who are you talking to? <laughs> Is there anyone we can get on this show? Well, I can I can give you an exclusive. All right. Um, ESPN the undefeated. Wow. They're working. They're working on a a two part story of Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant number eight, 
Mm-hmm. And, Co- and Kobe Bryant, number 24. Wow. Okay. Uh, as, as they get ready to retire his jersey next month in Los Angeles. Um, so they're doing their research. And for some reason, all signs are pointing towards me. Well, there you go. Well, you, the reason is that you're good at what you do, my friend. Well, I appreciate it, brother. I, I appreciate it. I have the unique, uh, I stand in the in the unique space where I grew up with Kobe and his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Even though I'm even though I'm not from Lower Marion, I'm from Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I I grew up to be a journalist covering sports, and he grew up to be one of the best players to ever play the game. Now that's my opinion, mm-hmm. but you well, know, I. I I can say, as far you know, mm-hmm. where where Kobe is, and mm-hmm. as and, and and honestly, for me, it's it's easy when great players retire. When mm-hmm. great players retire, they become ten times more likable. I have yeah. said I have said on this show many a times how much I hated Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 was, and, that, and, was that was that Kobe wearing the number eight or Kobe wearing? It was equal. I, it, it didn't matter. <laughs> Kobe no. Bryant, could, Kobe Bryant could be wearing number one hundred. I would hate Kobe no, Bryant. You didn't, you didn't like when he came back as the Black Mamba and was just dropping fifty on dudes and just staring them down. You didn't like that. I think no. I think people liked twenty four. Yes, especially no. towards the end. Yeah, no. way more than they no. ever liked any anything no. Kobe ever done. No, 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 that's done. No. That's a fact. Now I don't mean to hijack your podcast, <laughs> but that is that is a fact. Number number twenty four, Kobe, especially mm-hmm. towards the end, especially Redeem Team Kobe. Mm-hmm. Like people were like, you know what? I like this guy. I, I can't. I've seen it. Trust I me. I got I got booed at the All Star Game in two thousand two because I was I was one person cheering for him. My, I can't. Like, I like, can't twist <laughs> my mouth far enough. For the if I can get him on your show. Now you might you now might get a little bit more now favorable. Un- now understand something. <laughs> now another narrative that I push on this show all the time is how quickly I will change, and I have yes. no shame doing it. You get yes. Kobe Bryant on this show, and I will tell you how much I've loved him since he was in high school. And I thought he was great <laughs> at Lower Marion, and, and you I'll know, get him a Morgan State Bears hat. Oh, come on! First of all, I'd make you the. I'd, first of all, if that happens. If, if you were to do that, one, a bunch of things would happen. One, Javon, you're fired. That's cool. Uh, you that's, know, cool. that's cool. And oh, Anthony, man, nah. Anthony, that have to be the have to be the uh would be the new co-host of the show. All right, that's. Say it ain't, say it ain't so. I, 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 hey, look, man, so. I I am an opportunist. I have no problem with me. And you would tell Kobe, you know, I love the Muse Cage series. Exactly. I learned so much I, from uh, it, man. Oh I, man. Oh. Uh, but but this this sounds like a good story, and and and, and I, I I will admit, like like I've talked about my hatred for Kobe Bryant. But I, and I've talked about it because it's in the in the realm of sports, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. and like there there are people with like uh, with like real life hate for that man or whatever, and that was never me. Like right. it was just a, it was strictly based on the fact that he always used to murder the team that I love. 
You yeah. know, like and, he's he's up there with like Tom Brady, yeah, Maria yes, 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 all those guys. I, I, I get, I get it. And, <laughs> and now that and, and now that he's now that he's retired, I find him way more likable. You know, and I, yeah. I feel, and and that's and that goes for so many players that like I grew up hating. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's him. Uh, I like Tony Romo now. I like watching him on TV. Tony Romo's way more likable mm. now. You know, yeah. Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, uh, yeah. uh, Emmett Smith. You're showing your age again, John. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's that. That's it for Javon's microphone. You you just lost Uh-oh. the microphone for the rest of this Uh-oh. for the rest of this segment. I might. Javon. Uh, Javon said the 1980s called. Exactly. Well, look, <laughs> I can only. You know, which was a great decade, especially if you watch Stranger Things. Well, you're you're right, you're right. Well, how about how about this? All right, I like Paul Pierce a little bit more now that he's there. Uh, there we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I I do not like Paul Pierce. I have never liked Paul Pierce uh, outside of a Kansas Jayhawks uniform. Like, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I hate I hate. I hated him as a Celtic, you know. Uh, yeah, I, he, he was he was tolerable as a wizard, tolerable as uh, you know. I, you know it, it was laughable I, as a Brooklyn. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that just didn't like, count. I kind of liked him as a wizard, mm-hmm. but I I could never stand him any other way. And like right now on ESPN, you just well, don't you even know look what? at his face. You know, I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna just be nice. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. I gotta be nice. I understand. So, I understand. Yeah. Well, this story about this story that you got uh, going on with Kobe, uh, it it, uh, it it sounds like it's going to be great. I'm we're all going to be on the lookout for that because my close personal friend, my main man Anthony Gilbert, is going to be is going to be involved. Yes. So it's going to be yes, fresh. Sir. It's, it's yes, going to be sir. it's going to be a good thing. Only on the undefeated. Only uh, all right. Yes. Yes. And I told them I said because they were like, "Yo, you're dropping gems on us." I said, I just want it to be done right. I hear you. You know, he writes good stuff. I he mean, t- did you not read his story about Kyle O'Quinn and Robert mm-hmm. Covington, HBCU players? Yep, Come on, exactly. yeah. I appreciate that. See? Thank you, yes sir. See? Yes sir. No, look, I got the man on here. Don't you? This <laughs> my close, my close personal friend. Of course, I'm ready. I went to an yes, HBCU. Indeed. I got, I got to yes, know who, yes. I, I got to know who's in the league. You know, yeah, that's true. You got to know the only two in the league, which is well, unfortunate. Yeah, well. It's, one day, when you know, one, yeah. one day things will change. Yeah. One day, somebody from Morgan State will be there, right? I can only hope. Yeah. Well, I can only hope. Morgan well, State has football. They got a good, well, you know, yeah, college, college to NFL. Yeah. Not yeah, well, yeah. Well, once again, that's showing. Well, not recently. Yeah. Not recently. Yeah. You know, but but in the past. It, it, yeah, in the distant. Past. I'm, yeah. I'm, and, and, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be nice. I appreciate it too. Up. As John yeah. sits here with his Georgetown stuff on, exactly. he's all Georgetown Uh-oh. decked out. Oh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> I, I had to go all Georgetown. Cause man, I was just man. Well, look, I, I'll well, talk I'm to you about to Georgetown nice. another. With John, I'm trying to be nice because you talked about Jaleel Okafor, and yes. there's something. There's a you know. There's just as a as a human being, it's just like man, you feel you feel for the guy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't. And have, I can, and I I can't confirm that he has on street clothes. I was kind of going more for like he probably has on like warm up stuff. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have a he doesn't have a jersey on because he knows he's not playing. Yeah. Like, like if he if he has a jersey on, I I'd, I'd be like, wow, that that shows a lot of 
a lot of faith in the organization. And I'm, I'm not trying to beat up the organization, but you know, he's not Brian Colangelo's guy, mm-hmm. and he doesn't fit with the scheme because of his uh, inept defensive, uh, you know, capabilities. So, you know, it's just he's the odd man out, and it's like here we go again, like to a T from what happened with Nerlens Noel, like to an exact T. What I guess what frustrates me about this, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I feel like it's it's kind of fruitless to to try and compare this team under the Colangelo's to this team under Sam Henke. But one of the things about, I guess, one glaring point and one glaring difference seems to be that when, you know, once we started this process and Sam Henke was running things, you know, he he was swift to make a move when it looked like something wasn't working. Mm -hmm. There was a time when we when 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 the process was in its infancy, this team had the reigning rookie of the year. Yeah, and we traded him. Once it became <laughs> once it became obvious that Michael Carter Williams was not the player that we needed him to be, was not the point guard that we needed him to be. Michael Carter Williams was gone, and yes, yeah. there were questions. There were people just saying, "Hey, you know what?" Has Hanky lost his mind? What are you doing? You know, and now hindsight being twenty twenty, you look back, and that was probably mm-hmm. one of the best trades and one of the most important trades in the this team getting to where it is now. Mm-hmm. So when you see now Brian Colangelo holding on to Nerlens Noel so long, and it's like, yeah, you know what, Justin Anderson's okay. He's 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 a good dude. He doesn't suck. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it's all right. Justin Anderson's a, a serviceable player. But yeah. the fact that you gave up Nerlens Noel for him, and now you're yeah. sitting here at the point, Ja Okafor could leave, and you're going to get nothing for him. Yeah, a bag of potato chips, man. It, it's a sad, sad state of affairs. So it, it, I, I guess in, 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 you, in your eyes, because you're you're around this team a lot, and mm. you, you, you watch this team, like – what what does it say about this chapter in because it's still the process you know because the to me the process won't be over until there's a parade down broad street you know that's when the process ends you know you're you're building a winner so what does it say about this chapter where it's like yes you know what the team is playing better it's a better product on the floor but yet you're about to completely bungle the number 3 pick in the draft from 3 years ago yeah it's it's a pretty, pretty bad, pretty dark chapter. Um, it's something that's going to, if it doesn't turn out to be, you know, a really good player or a good pick later on, it's definitely going to be one of those things like when the Sixers uh, had a chance to get Brad Dart in 86 mm. and they get in and they traded, they got Jeff Woolen, they got rid of Moses Malone. Like it, it was just a, it was just all bad. And, like, it took years for the team to recover from that. Like, years. Like, when the Sixers were good, they were still, like, a center away. 
Um, uh, real real, real you know, quick, uh, I, I just got to point mm-hmm. out to, to Javon, uh, Brad Doherty used to play basketball. I know you see him. I know you see him doing like NASCAR and stuff like that for ESPN. But Brad Doherty was a center, yeah, yeah, and he played basketball, yeah. and he was really, really good. And the Sixers had a chance to draft him, mm-hmm. but they traded him for a guy named Roy Henson. Yeah, who who yeah, yeah. Who, who sucked. Yeah, who they thought could like shoot and revolutionize that forward position, and. uh yeah, it didn't. It didn't happen that way. Didn't happen that way. I, uh, just, yeah. just, I just had to give that quick history lesson for Javon because yeah. Javon, Javon's seventeen years old. Wrong. Yeah. Twenty-five. <laughs> Twenty-five, seventeen. Same difference. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Take it from an old man. It's, it's, it's okay. I'm glad to have yeah. somebody my age. On, you know, I don't even think Anthony's my age. I'm, but still older than you, Javon. <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's definitely, you know, it remains to be seen, as, as my father used to say. Uh, right now, it's not looking, it's not looking good. It's not, it doesn't look like it's going to turn anything, you know. It doesn't look like it's going to turn into Cinderella. It looks like it's going to turn into the pumpkin and, and the three mice. Um, but we shall see. I'm optimistic. Uh, I think they should just buy him out. Yeah. But. Yeah. And it, but it, but since they already said they don't want to do that, they might double down and just like, you know, they might cut off their nose to spite their face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they do that, he has to play. Mm-hmm. If you want something for him and you don't want to pay him to walk, he has to play. Mm-hmm. Now, the latest mm-hmm. thing out of the Sixers camp is Brett Brown is – heavily anticipating the return of Rashawn Holmes. Mm. And and for that to come out and for that narrative to now be amongst us a day after Okafor said, you know, I'm, I I want to leave, that's that's not good business, man. That's not good like like one hand this guy is suffering and saying, I want out and I wish you guys well. And on the other hand it's like Oh, Brett Brown can't wait for the other backup center to get off the injured reserve. That's just that's in poor taste. Mm-hmm. It is, you in, know, it is in poor taste, and I guess it's it's a stark difference from how things had been going before. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like yeah. I felt like you know one of one of the things about the process was as players were coming and going. And you knew yeah. they were going to get cycled in and out. It was like you come to this team, and if you if you work hard, and you give us your all, you know we could help put you in a position to further your career. Yeah. You right. know, like, and, and and there's also a, a, another little caveat to that. If you come to this team, and you're not supposed to be in the NBA. You will play here, and you will lose games for us. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll 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 come here. You'll lose games, but you know you'll get you, you. If you play hard, you might wind up on a team's radar. And it was like that's why a guy like Ish Smith is still in the league. Yeah, that's why yeah. Isaiah Cannon is still in the league. That's yeah. why Tony er, Roten's been Tony Roten still in the league. Ersan yeah. Ilyasova still in the league. You know, but not, but not Hollis Thompson. Yeah, well, yeah that was kind of messed up. Can't save everybody. Yeah. And I know he's a, I know he's a Georgetown guy, but I'm it's just, all right. I'm just saying. 
my, my love for Georgetown centers around four players. Let's see. Yeah. You know, Patrick, it's, I, Ewing. Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, Alonzo Mourning, who is actually my is actually my favorite Georgetown player. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I loved Alonzo Mourning when I was, you know, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he was my guy. He, was, he, had, he, had the, he had the two wristbands. Yeah, the, the, the two wristbands and, 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 and the tightest the flat throw. top in, in college sports at the time. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's a good dude. He was a good that, that was my man. You know, yeah. Ewing, Morning, Matumbo, and Iverson. That, Love Matumbo. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. That, that was yeah. just when you thought, when you thought like, if you was a center at Georgetown, you were just destined to be great. <laughs> then that, Othe- that then Othello true. Harrington happened, and then, you know, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> No, I'm, he still I'm got joking. drafted, though. Yeah. I mean, him, Jahadi White, they all got drafted. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, no doubt. But Michael, Mike, Michael Sweetney. Yeah, Michael mm-hmm. Sweetney. Yeah. yeah. They're just putting out centers, man. Yeah, they all got jobs. Yeah. You know, it but, happens. But, no, but nonetheless, getting back getting back to the Sixers, and mm-hmm. it it just seemed like how big how big of a bump on can this be? Because you're sitting there, and it's like, on one hand, you see the team playing better. You know, you're happy with you're you're happy with Simmons. Simmons is you know Simmons is a beast. I, yes. I th- you know, and, and as much as as much as it seems like the powers that be want to hand the rookie of the year over to Lonzo Ball, it's like yeah, nah, yeah, you know, it's like they 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 want to. <laughs> But it's they just are, like they want, they want to. But, but the num- you know, not. N- numbers don't lie. No, you yeah, know, you're right. numbers don't lie. I'm sitting here looking at, at 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 Ben Simmons, and I and I understand it. I, I say this, fully aware that the se- the season is what two and a half weeks old, something like that. Yeah, yeah. They play eight games. Eight games. Like, eight games into know? the season, Ben Simmons is putting up like you know almost MVP like no you know like he he is. MVP like numbers, like just in you know complete numbers, you know a double double almost every game, close to a triple double couple times, you know complete numbers. Ben Simmons yeah. is the truth. Yeah, now now John, I don't want to scare your listeners, but do you remember when the Magic Johnson Lakers finally beat the Celtics in Boston? Yeah, yes, I remember. I, I was. I, I mean, now that, that I, I remember that. You know that story because now that now I'm I'm, I'm young. You know that that's putting me in All like right. toddler age. But still, <laughs> I, I love mm-hmm. basketball because you know I, I I do remember though. All right, so here's the deal. So I was watching Ben Simmons last night, mm-hmm. and Magic made the shot on um, Mikhail. He 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 does like the hesitation dribble. He drives. He does the little sky hook, game over. Okay. And then Magic called it the sky hook junior because Kareem was on the team. And Kareem is the sky hook. Yeah. Okay. Ben Simmons has developed the sky hook or, or the junior sky hook is what it was called. He developed it. I'm watching him do it last night. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Now, I'm not saying he's Magic Johnson, but – uh but he has a touch, and we, has, yeah, we're yeah, we're definitely on to something. We're on to something, and I feel like now, and, and and I want I want your take on this because I I feel like Ben Simmons' emergence makes me want to be patient with Markel Fultz. 
I'm like, I don't need them to rush this along. Take your time. Get it right. He'll be back when he's back. But I don't miss Markel Fultz just yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no sense of urgency. The team is the team has turned the corner. I felt like starting out, they had a really rough stretch. They they should have beat Houston. They should have beaten them twice. Um, but they had to get their footing. They had to kind of get some games, you know, under their belt. And um, they're starting to come together. And I've said from day one, Markel, folks, doesn't have to come in here and drop a lot of points. He doesn't have to be the Sixers' savior. Mm-hmm. He just really needs to play within, uh, you know, his game. He has to learn how to play off the ball. And um, I think he's done that you know, to the best of his ability, especially with the injury. And when he comes back, um, you know, he's going to have that luxury that a lot of rookies don't, where he's going to have an opportunity to be on a pretty good team and um, and not rush his development. Hey, uh, sticking with Fultz, um, mm-hmm. what, did, what did you make of that, that, that controversy that he was – that he dealt with uh, about a week ago with uh, the it's, injury and the shoulder injury and yeah, changing his it's shot. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, it just leads me to believe that there's something that we're not being told mm-hmm. that, that may come out because it's just, it's too cloudy. And usually when stuff like that happens, like it's done on purpose. I know a lot of people probably don't look at teams as misleading the public, but they do it all the time because yeah. there's so many, there's so many millions of dollars to be made. And, and there's so many millions of dollars that are invested. Um, teams spin and sway things to their advantage all the time. So I, I just need to kind of sit back and just kind of let it, let it happen. Let it, let it, reveal itself like oh you know what this is what like like it'll come out yeah. like adrian adrian wardenowski or somebody or Stephen a smith somebody will get a hold of it and and it'll be out and we'll all be sitting back like yeah i know yeah, it we know it. <laughs> so, saw it all who didn't see this coming you know and he yeah went, but but nonetheless i mean it's like i you know, I'm not rushing. I'm not no, pressing. You don't need to hey, when you have yeah, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Robert mm-hmm. Covington. A lot mm-hmm. of people aren't talking yeah. about how good Covington's been playing because, I mean, John, me, and you seen it, and probably a lot of people seen it on social media last year. They was just killing Covington. They, oh. the Co- slander Co- was real. Covington used to get cooked on a daily basis yeah. on on, yeah. on 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 everything. On Sixers twenty four seven Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Instagram, it didn't MySpace, yeah. Black Planet, it doesn't matter what they they out there just cooking rock for cover kids. It's just every day. Every day. Yeah. But he but he's but I feel like Robert Covington is if if there's if there are players that kind of capture the essence of what the process was, mm-hmm. Robert Covington mm-hmm. is that is one of those per- people. He's, you know, he's, he's getting a payday too coming soon. Yeah, he's oh, he's gonna get yeah. back off. You know, you see, yeah. you see guys like Covington, you see guys like McConnell, you see guys like Rashawn Holmes. Those, those are the guys that you're like, you know what? That's why it works. You know, those guys mm-hmm. who are, who who are just floundering. Who you were sitting like when when 
they were drafted, when they were brought in, when they were signed. You're like, who? D-League, undrafted, mm-hmm. second-round pick. There you go. All contributors. All mm-hmm. contributors. Yeah, nah, I'm I'm happy, man. Like he 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 has um you know, having you know, Simmons and and indeed on the floor, the best thing to do for guys like them is to surround them with shooters. You know, and you have JJ Reddick, you have Covington who's starting to come into his own. I mean, he he came out against um, I'm drawing a blank. Who did they play last night? Oh, they played uh, Atlanta. The yeah, Atlanta. Yep. He came. He came out against Atlanta. Like he was on a mission. Yeah. Like Covington was on fire, and uh, it was a beautiful thing. And the Sixers got up big, and because they're young, they they let the Hawks come back. But they found a way to win. They found a way to win, which I'm happy about. And um, they're only going to get better. You know, they, they it was necessary, in my opinion, for them to struggle early on. And here we are, eight games in, going into game nine tomorrow. And this team is starting to understand the type of firepower they have. And they're starting to understand, like, huh, we're, we're like, a lot better than we think we are. What they, and what they yeah, need. and and yeah, the light bulb is going off, and now they're going to start playing with a little bit of that swagger uh, in their game. Like, you know what? Okay, let's do it. Let's go out here and let's handle the business. Because like that's what they did last night. <laughs> now they did let them back in it, but mm-hmm. but they, they still they, mm-hmm. yeah they came out from 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 the opening tip off like oh let's do this. Let's let's win this. And like in practice, they were saying like we need to get this one tonight and get this win at home. You know, they already set the tone hours before. So I, I thought that was a really good sign of, of of them really understanding who they are and what they can be. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're talking with Anthony Gilbert from Hoop Magazine and NBA.com. Um, before we let before we let you go, mm-hmm. because uh, I just want I mean let's 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 talk the the, the near future. You know, it's like okay. they got they got some games coming up. Uh, when they started to win at home, I think the and I always think the the first step, the first step uh, when you want to see how a team progresses is they need to start. They got to beat the slop teams. You know. Yeah. You you look yeah. at the teams they've beaten, and their team. And, and granted, yes, you know what their teams that they should have beaten. You know they they should beat Atlanta. They should mm-hmm. beat Detroit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but as they as they're going, I mean, do you like like what's the ceiling for this team? I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. No. This, I mean, the ceiling. I want to say that this team should win between like 38 and 40 games like they they should do that um and i and i i think they can do better i think they can really overachieve and and do better but um they really should win 40 games right now they're tied for eighth if the playoffs started today you know i don't want to get crazy with it but you know just to give you a measuring stick like this team um could and, and, and should fight for a playoff spot. 
Meanwhile, the Magic fans are like, oh, my God, we're in first place, 6-2. Number one seed <laughs> in the Eastern awesome. Conference. Oh, whatever, which, is, which is awesome for them because, I mean, they've been they've been a doormat for quite some time since uh, Dwight Howard left. And, you know, they you know they lost they Rashard uh, Lewis and Turgaloo, like Jameer Nelson. Like, that team went through it. Uh, but it's good to see some of these teams come back and bounce back. The Clippers are playing really well. You know, it's um, it, it, it's cool, man. You know, but they, you're right. They're supposed to beat Dallas. They're supposed to beat Atlanta. They're supposed to beat Detroit. They're taking a page right out of the Philadelphia Eagles playbook. Like, hey, everyone's mad at the Eagles. Like, mm-hmm. well, the, the non-Eagle fans. Okay. They're like, well, they well, they haven't they haven't played anybody. Can only like, play well, who's look, on look. the schedule. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, look, dude, had they lost, you would be. We'd be killing On top them, of yeah. some mountain somewhere, talking about I told y'all they're terrible. So you can't win, bro. Like they're going to beat Brock Osweiler. He has about ten plays, and the <laughs> defense is going to have him for dinner right, on right. Sunday. <laughs> man, Anthony Gilbert out here dropping knowledge, man. Talking football and basketball, man. A little bit. This, a exactly, little bit. <laughs> this man will not be pigeonholed. You hear this? He will not no. be pigeonholed. Don't tell this man to stick to basketball. He'll talk whatever you want. He, hey, what do you think of the Flyers, man? You got you got a fly, you got any Flyers talk? Well, I mean, you know, the, the Flyers had, you had, had the Flyers had a little bit of a, a problem just like the, the Sixers had for a long time. The Sixers didn't have a center for years, mm-hmm. and the Flyers didn't have a, uh, a keeper for years. Um, but I like the direction Hextall is, is going in, and, uh, you know, the, the whole nightmare with Grisgalov uh, is, is over years yeah. behind us. So, Wait, um, ancient yeah, history? Yeah, yeah, they're – I think they're going in a good direction. Um, you know, Hextall is, is a – is a flyer at heart, always will be. And, um, you know, we'll see. But I like what I see from them so far. So I just need them to keep it up. And, um, you know, my man Wayne Train, you know, yep. I think I, I, I would love for more people to uh, understand who he is and what he does for this team uh, locally, uh, both on the ice and, and, and in the community. Because uh, that brother could be walking down Broad Street and like nobody would know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that, though. You're right about that. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that is Anthony Gilbert from Hoop Magazine and NBA.com. Be on the lookout for his work on the web. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on, on Facebook. Um, yo, He's got like his own clothing line. Yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get yeah. one. Of them, I'm gonna get one of them hats. I was telling I him he, he needs a he, he needs a big and tall section. <laughs> so yes, sir. Know, for the for the Husky brothers that, that want to rep the two wood far. I was like, I'm gonna get yeah. me. I'm gonna get me one of them hats though. Them hats are I fresh. Appreciate yeah, appreciate it. Hey, what's uh, what's the website so they can get so they can check that out? Yeah, the website is axgapparel.com. That's axgapparel.com. And um, we we turn the orders around really quickly. So, you know, if you need something for the big game or just want to ch- chill out, so we, we got you covered. We, we, both, you know, we both be styling in our 215 hats. That's, what, that's, that's what's up. That's, that, yeah. We need, let's make that happen, all right? Yeah. Oh, I got the Eagles defense 
uh, we're gonna do like a nice little photo shoot. Because uh, you know how football teams, it's three teams in one. Yeah. So uh, I've always been a fan of, of, of defenses, especially Eagle defenses. Mm-hmm. So Jalen Mills is going to lead the charge with uh, some of our Eagles-inspired 2 month five stuff. So stay tuned for that. Oh, oh boy. See? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Anthony, thank you, my friend. Definitely. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. All right. Well, look, let's take a quick break because we just roll in. We, you know, we, we're doing our thing. Yes. All right, so we're going to take a real quick break, mm-hmm. and when we come back, we will uh, give out what we, you know, what we do. A tradition like no other. A tradition like no other. The Sit Your Ass Down Award. And also, don't forget that Best in the World Sports Report is brought to you by phillygoflow.com. Yes. yes. Check it out on TuneIn Radio. TuneIn Radio, yeah. And you can check it out on your web browsers. Yes. phillygoflow.com. phillygoflow.com. Shout out to my man Patrick Manley. Always doing us a solid every, every, Always every doing, week. Yo, I, yo, while we were recording the show, he was upstairs on the night mode show just spinning hits. <laughs> and I'm sitting here getting, you know, like looking at people hitting up the Facebook page for phillygoflow.com. <laughs> and they're just, the ladies is going crazy, man. They love them. They, they love the, they, 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 they love the, the, the night mode show, man. All right, look, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll wrap things up with the Sit Your Ass Down Award on the Best in the World Sports Report. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to TotalSportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. My suit can still make an impression. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report bringing things to a close talked about a lot of things this week a lot of things going on in philly sports got ourselves a running back about to lose ourselves a center yep so you know things are things are going up there's a lot of you know a lot to talk about they're up and down up and down up and down speaking of up and down we wrap up this show the way we wrap up most shows with a tradition like no other, I mean, you, no, you you say that. That's your line. I'm about to say you you, you picked it up. You picked it up. I now. can't say it like you though. A tradition like no other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I don't sound as cool as you do when you do that. But nonetheless, it is time for because when you're riding high mm-hmm. after an Eagles win, you're feeling good. And when you're feeling good, there's always that one person. That one. That one person who just blows your high, Let the church brings say you down, and mm-hmm. just ruins your mood. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have to take that person. Preach. 
look them dead in the eye and tell them, sit your ass down. See, I can't do that. Yeah, well, okay. see, 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 that's I, why I leave it to you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Sit Your Ass Down Award for this week. And we do have some nominees, all right? Less in incomparable to other weeks because other weeks have just been yeah. out, out of control. With. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it comes and goes. You know, there there are going to be times when you are you, you really need to tell a lot of people to sit their ass down, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's just one or two people, which is fine. It's cool. This is you know little you know pickings are lean this week. All right, very. For our first nominee, the number two uh, number two pick in the NBA draft, mm-hmm. the starting point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, ladies and gentlemen, your first nominee is Mister Lonzo Ball. Now Lonzo, not Lamar, not 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 Lavar, Lamar, Lamelo, Lamelo. My God, I did not uh, mean to say Lamar. Uh, Lavar, Los Angeles, whatever, whatever his his brother's name and his pops, Angelo. Yeah, all that. Yeah, who cares? Um, the and not the brown children. Yeah, damn it. The, yeah, I know my own children. All right, I'm saying they ain't them. Yeah, it ain't them. No, I, don't, I don't care about you. Or, you know. Just siblings or whatever, <laughs> but nonetheless, you on this list because you out here talking greasy. L- Lonzo Ball is on this list because he came out of his mouth and he said that Twenty One Savage is a better rapper than Nas. My friend, are you lose? Have you lost your ever loving mind? He's been saying this for a while now. The next continuously, the next Twenty One Savage song I hear. Will be the first. Twenty One Savage could walk into this room do right I, now. I, do we have with to play? The t-shirt do we have to play Twenty One Savage? No, we, we don't we have leave. to play. No, <laughs> we don't have to play no Twenty One Savage. Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One. What? Sing me some Twenty One Savage right now. Right now, give me, give me something. I don't know no Twenty One Savage songs. You know, so is Twenty One Savage? I can't understand is, what he's saying. Is Twenty One Savage All like, I know like he, too oh. young for you? No, e- even I know what he's. I know what he's. I know what he's saying, but it's, he don't have no memorable lines like Nas. Exactly. It's just Twenty One Savage. You don't have a song like he, "Hate he, Me Now." He, no, he's a mumble rapper. Uh, uh, New York State of Mind. I know he just came up with an album. He's Still mad at? He's with Amber Rose. Who? He's with Amber Rose. Really? Yeah. For real? For real. <laughs> Who is this guy? Twenty One Savage. Name, give me a, a all right. Name me a Twenty One Savage song. I gotta look it up for you. You gotta look it up. I gotta go on my. I gotta go. So on my here, Apple, I gotta go to my so Apple man, Music. So so exactly. So Lonzo Ball, you out here talking about Twenty One Savage is better than Nas, and you got two grown men who can't name one Twenty One Savage song. But he can because he's part of the mumble rapper age group. That's that's fine. Whatever, man. That that, that gets you put on the list, dog. That gets you put on the list. Cause I, come on, man. Look, I mean, I, I will be, I will admit, I, I listen to the Philly Go Flow. Mm-hmm. And there's no 21 Savage. And there's no 21 Savage. Yet. On the, ain't no yet. <laughs> all we got to do is just find a clean version. We'd be all right. No, 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 yet. no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> the millennials. Well, well, you know what? The they, they, there, there will be the, no 21 Savage on the, on the times when I listen. And that would be in the morning, X Grits and Grooves. I love that show. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I listen to that every morning. 
and then like during the day, maybe the AM workflow or the PM workflow. <laughs> but I, I I can't see myself listening to no Twenty One Savage. You you yo, his little iPhone fingers are just moving hard trying to find a twenty a good Twenty One Savage song. Guess what, Javon? What? You're not gonna find one. Well, I mean, I just look, but I have no, to show you who no, Twenty One is. I I don't care. That man keep coming into this room. What the heck is that on his forehead? A tattoo. <laughs> it looks like he burned his forehead. That's a cross tattoo. What? Yeah. Is he a Christian? <laughs> I don't know. He a preacher or something? I don't know. What's that in that cup that he's... I feel so old. <laughs> I feel so old right now. Whatever. But bottom line is the fact that you told me that this guy is better... What the heck is that? <laughs> He's showing me pictures of 21 Savage. Man, whatever, man. He's a savage. Whatever. I'll take Nas. Sorry, me too. Lonzo. Even Lonzo's rapping. Yeah. Have you heard Lonzo's rap? No. He's got a rap called Super Saiyan Rap. What? Yeah. He's rapping? Yeah. He's got like two songs. Is he he got like two songs out. I think Stop one song. Rapping. I think one song's called like it, it, Mellow Ball or something like that. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And then the other one's called Super Saiyan Rap. And then I think he dropped the. I think he's. I think he's like want to drop a third one. Yeah. I have to play him for you. No, you don't. I have to play it for you. That'll be a surefire way to get put out of my car. <laughs> I'm All just right? saying. <laughs> I will put you out of my car on Lincoln Drive if you ever put some Twenty One Savage on in my car. Or Lonzo Ball. Or Lonzo Ball. What, what about what, what about what about Big Shock? Men's not hot. You heard that guy? Who? <laughs> the dude on Facebook, Big Shaq, the dude that came up with song "Man's Not Hot," and he was making all them sounds what? and stuff. Yeah, you. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show you some stuff. No, 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 after, after no, no. I do. And no, I do. No, <laughs> I do. And no, that would be no. All right, and that's why Lonzo Ball is. I gotta move on, man. I gotta move on after that nonsense. Whatever, man. What the heck are you doing? All right. Anyway, next nominee. Get with the times, man. Uh, next nominee is a late. Was a what, he? He really should have been on this list last week, but he came in after we did the show, so it's kind of stretched over to this week. The next nominee is Mr. Bob McNair, owner of the Houston Texans, because he was the, when he came out and said basically that. Injustice protests needed to stop mm-hmm. because we couldn't have the inmates running the pr- prison. Yes, even though that's the wrong cliche, is the inmates running the asylum. And it's like that's kind of like twofold because one, that's a, a silly, idiotic statement. Yes, and then the statements of people, the subsequent statements of people looking to, I guess, defend him, mm-hmm. uh, namely Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb. Basically said that Houston, te- the Houston Texan players who took offense to this weren't smart enough to understand that this was a cliche. That's kind of racist. Yeah, bit. yeah. Well, Doug Gottlieb's an idiot. Well, he did steal like a credit card and stuff like that. There's the same Doug. There's the same Doug Gottlieb said that players that people weren't smart enough to understand that it was a cliche. Yeah, this is the same Doug Gottlieb who wondered out loud why there isn't a white sports online yeah. and not black sports online. That tells you that should tell you everything you need to know about Doug Gottlieb. 
But nonetheless, Doug Gottlieb's not on this list because Doug Gottlieb's a non-factor. Bob McNair's a non-factor too, but he's on the list. We had to get him on. Yeah, he had to get because him on. Because he was a late yeah, 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 edition. Yeah, yeah, he had to get him on. So Bob McNair's on the list too, but he's not the winner. No. Bob is not the winner. Lonzo is not the winner. Bob is lucky he's not the winner. Yeah, yeah, he could have gotten it. But the winner this week of the Sit Your Ass Down Award, Pizza Mogul Papa John. The Papa, Papa John the Papa. Shatner. The Papa. No, he's not <laughs> the Papa. Whatever. So Papa John is on his list, as you might know, because he came out this week and talked about how his sales are sagging and his mm-hmm. sales are sagging because in his mind, it is because people are turning away the NFL because of injustice protests. Mm-hmm. Papa John, sit your ass down. Let me explain something to you. People are not buying your pizza. Mm-hmm. If you want to call it that. And I have a, I have a very hard time calling it pizza because Papa John's is trash, yo. Yes. Papa John's is terrible pizza. We get better pizza every Wednesday than Papa John's. Where you get your pizza from on Wednesday? We get them from Memos. Uh, all right. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought we, you, I thought we, you were no, talking about like, no, at we work. Talk, yeah. We talking about Sean. Yeah. He hooks yeah, us pop, up. Yeah. Pop, pop, but Papa John's pizza tastes like trash, man. Yeah. Papa John's, and, and, and that was a good hashtag. If you want a good hashtag, check out Papa John's Pizza Tastes Like on Twitter. Oven baked earring backs. Exactly. Fried green tractor tires. Tennis balls dipped in creek water. Yeah, that's a good one. Fresh Italian seasoning and hot tomato paste evenly spread over the locker room bench at the Y. That's a good one, man. It was seasoned with poverty mixed with oppression. Yes. Yes. You got another one? Papa John's pizza tastes like swamp gas and genocide. I like that one. Papa John's tastes like foot fungus and the apartheid. Another good one, yeah. Keep going, keep going. Papa John's pizza tastes like morning breath and imperialism. <laughs> Papa John's mm-hmm. tastes like you. Papa John's pizza. You don't enjoy our pizza. You endure it. I haven't had Papa John's pizza since college. Because it's hopelessness but, dipped in the struggle. Yeah, exactly. Papa John's pizza is terrible. All right? We, I mean, that's and that just goes without saying. Papa John's pizza is god-awful pizza. And that is why their sales are sagging. Now, I understand they spent a lot of money to get their ads plastered all over NFL games. And, yes, people might be tuning out the NFL. Mm-hmm. But understand something. No one needs your commercials to to remind them that your pizza is terrible. And it tastes like baby puke and poor life decisions. It does. Papa John's pizza tastes like yellow snow. All right? Yeah. Papa John's pizza tastes like... like A gas station hot pocket wrapped in tree bark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you like that one. Arts and crafts mixed with, mixed with Play-Doh. Exactly. Papa John, and it's just like, Papa John's is probably one of... That guy is just probably, he's clueless. Yeah. He is absolutely clueless. He doesn't understand the world outside his window. He doesn't understand the people that work for him. Little he Caesars doesn't understand. tastes better than Papa John's. I'll take Little Caesars over Papa John's. Me too. 
That's not even like like that's like, five dollars too. Exactly, good quality cheap pizza. Unlike yeah. Papa John's, which is nasty and costs like nine ninety nine. Yeah, the only thing worse than Papa John's pizza is Papa John's political views. Yeah, and that's why this week Papa John's, you have been told, sit your ass down. I'm sorry, You're, terrible you, pizza. You had to do it. Yeah, it's okay. Get you and your weak pizza, nasty pizza. It's it's very weak. It's terrible. Who eats Papa John? For real, you bring Papa John's to my house. That's a surefire way to get punched in the face <laughs> by my six-year-old. Let's see, bringing Papa John's while blasting Twenty One Savage while wearing a Lonzo Ball jersey. That's a quick just, way to get punched in the yeah, face. Right? Yeah, yeah, You know, you you might as well just have a shirt that says, "Hey, we need to fight." All right. <laughs> that's what you're doing. You do do all that. Whatever, man. All right, let's wrap this up. What's going on on uh, TotalSportsLive.com this week? Um, got a lot of good stuff on there. Obviously, Flyers are back in action this week, so we got a lot of uh, Flyer stuff up there by our good friend Caitlin Hemsley. She's doing a fantastic job. Um, also, we'll have some Eagles stuff on there. Obviously, has some stuff up there about the trade. Uh, obviously, Eagles re- weekly recapped in the recap uh, about uh, this upcoming Sunday's game with the Denver Broncos. Also, we're going to have the latest on Jalil Okafor. There's a lot of things going on with Ja. Will they keep him? Will they try to move him? Will they just let the man live and give him a buyout and just free him? So we got all that and more. Um, Dio just did a story about giving his first week rookie uh, grades, even though people shouldn't take them seriously. You take them with a little bit of humor what he said but there's some as he said morsels of truth with those so definitely check all that out on uh totalsportslive.com all right well look thank you for listening to the best in the world sports report my name is john brown this is javon offered once again remember that we are here on phillygoflow.com every saturday morning 8 a.m uh Patrick Manley gives us an hour. Yes. Um, we usually end up taking an hour and a half, maybe even two hours. One time we it's took, it's eventually going to start costing us. Yeah. yeah. But until then, you just rock with us. All right. Check us out. PhillyGoFlow.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. And again on Sunday. There you go. I, I remember. <laughs> I remember to put it in here. Sunday, 5 a.m. All right. 5 a.m. On Sunday, if you're up, listen to us. If you're not, I won't hold it against you. No. But listen to us, <laughs> all right? I'm not trying to discourage anyone from listening to us. At 5 a.m. on Sunday on Philly Go Flow, and Saturday is at 8 a.m. Remember, you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at any time, at B-I-T-W Sports. Once again, that is at B-I-T-W Sports. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that's us. Hit us up, all right? All right. Best in the world. My name is John Brown. That's Javon Alford. We're out. Peace. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com.